Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for all new season of Dodger Rap 360. The Dodgers are back at the ravine against the San Diego Padres for opening day tomorrow. So exciting. So guys, are we excited about Dodger baseball this year? This is Dodgers Rap 360, right? Yes, it is. Woo! <laughs> You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get in the mood here. Kicking Dodger. it back old school. Gotta go old school. That's right. Feel some Dodger baseball in the air. Yeah, the boys of summer are back. Why not? I love it. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in wherever you may be. I'm Hunter Marks, and with me is Josh Gershon. Hello. And our, as always, favorite... Mike Conley. There you go. That's it. He forgot my name. That's all right. I know he's on I know his name. It's it's I like hearing him say it. It's strong. Um, anyone out there who wants to reach us on social media, you can hit me up on Twitter at Hunter underscore Marks or Huntsman on Instagram. Josh, where can they? Where can the good people find you? The good people can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Gersh13. And uh, they can find me on uh, Red Sox Route 360 oh, every no. Sunday here at this very lovely Afterbus Studios. And, you know, occasionally I'll be guest star, guest spotting on this show, too. Well, welcome to have you. Talking a little National League. <laughs> the, the Real League. Oh. No DA. The Senior the, Circuit. The, the Real League there. Oh, man. He's going to Senior Circuit tase me right there. So another, another beautiful season of Dodger baseball is back tomorrow at the Ravine. Guys, how do we how do we feel about this? Are we feeling good about this team so far? I I'm loving this team so far. I think uh, I think this team has all the makings of going at least getting back to the championship series. You know, the Cubs are still the Cubs. Who knows? But this team, I think Logan Forsythe, huge acquisition for the Dodgers. You know, that's a guy who can actually hit left-handed pitching. <laughs> yes. You know, that's a huge help. Uh, with him, I mean, we'll see what we get out of Sergio Romo. Not his biggest fan. But, uh, you know, we'll, the bullpen should be pretty solid again. Will they lead the league? Who knows? Bullpens are so iffy. But it should be solid. The start, starting rotation still a little iffy. But Now, the Dodgers <laughs> gave up a big arm at Jose De Leon. Do we feel like that was a good trade? We know. We're, go ahead, Mike. You know, I mean, at first I was like, Man, I have no problem putting him in a trade for Doja. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, well, then when that didn't happen, it felt like they kind of just scrambled around. You know, they're like, we need a second baseman. We need a leadoff hitter. And, like, at first when we traded him for Forsyth, it's like I, I was a little bit like, oh, I, I can think we kind of got fleeced. Because I hate dealing arms, you know. Especially where it seems like we're... I know you think Ryu can come back, and I'm even surprised he's in the opening rotation. But, you know, I just find it hard to trust guys like Ryu and McCarthy and even Kazmir, despite what we saw from him last year. And that us trading any of our young depth, I mean, I think you're trading a guy in Jose De Leon. He's not going to be a number one starter probably, maybe not even number two, but going to be a solid three in this league for like the next 10, 12 years. And so you trade that. I know... It just seemed like they were over the barrel a little bit because they needed a second baseman. They needed a leadoff hitter. But as it went on, I'm kind of warming up to it because maybe you did overpay slightly for it, but it is showing that, all right, the Dodgers are going for it. you know. And I really think the front office, like um, you know Friedman and Zadie and stuff, beginning of last year, I really thought it was kind of a year like, all right, 
this is a kind of a make or break year. You know, they they make like cosmetic changes, like bringing in old man Utley yeah. and trying to revamp like you know locker room stuff and stuff. But they didn't make any major moves going into last year. And I really think it was kind of like, all right, show us. Are you going to be the team that wins the division title and then bows out in the first round again? So, but or are you going to show us something more? And really, this team credit to them showed them a lot more last year, you know. With and like I, I credit a lot of that to Dave Roberts and just right. changing the culture. And Utley had a lot to do with that changing of the culture as well. And I wasn't really expecting it to happen so much, but now as you look at that and the fact that they were able to extend and get to the NLCS this year, you know, and really the way the team rallied once Kershaw went out last year and rallied around and really kind of played excellent baseball, and that's when I thought the 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 front office was kind of like, oh, maybe we do have something here. Maybe we can win this with this team, and it isn't just going to be that bow out in the first round team. And they didn't gut the farm system to get anybody, which I liked. Yes, you still got Walker Bueller, uh, Bueller. You still got Willie Calhoun. You still got you Bellinger. St- you still got Bellinger. You still got um, Verdugo, uh, Alvarez. Uh, you still, you know, you still got a lot of guys. Like they, you know, they, yeah, they gave up a, a good prospect for him. But the fact that they didn't, I mean, what the Twins refused unless Bellinger was in the deal, right? I believe that's the chatter I heard. They were refusing to deal Dozier unless Bellinger was in the deal, and I believe uh, you know Gonzalez's contract's up after. This year or next year? I think year. it's this year. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we can we, check that, you but. know, he's already the power numbers are way down. You know, his home run numbers have been way down the last couple seasons. You know, so, and he, while he had that nice home run in the NLCS, he, you know, his bat just looks slower. And, you know, you're going to, I imagine we'll see Bellinger up at some point this season. Uh, probably not for September, yeah. but I imagine we'll see him up. We know Urias is going to come in and out, yeah. you know, at some point. But he's still on very much an innings limit, in yeah. restriction, which is good. He's second year in the league, so. And I love the fact that they're holding him back at the beginning of the year. Yes, you know, and we talked a little bit about that last year. It's like when you have these stud guys. It sure. I know every game counts. Everyone's one out of one sixty-two and all that jazz. But it'd be nice to have like a young stud arm like Urias to help you at the end of the year. Well, you know? I think they learned that lesson from Steven Strasburg a few years back with the Nationals, where they started pitching him too early in the season, and he was on an innings limit, and the Nationals made the playoffs, and he couldn't play, he couldn't play for them. Yeah. So, it's smart that they're going this way. Now, the Forsyth trade wasn't a sexy trade. This seems to be a hallmark of the Dodgers front office, finding these diamond in the roughs. You look at Andrew Tolles last year, signing him and bringing him onto the team. He's not a household name because he's playing for the Padres and he played for the Tampa Bay Rays, but this is a guy who still hit 18 home runs last season as a second baseman, mm-hmm. which is good for 13th in the league for all second basemen. So the guy's got some pop. He's 30 years old. He's been in the league a while, so... I think this is a good trade. And apparently it was Evan Longoria's best friend. <laughs> really? Yeah. And you got to, I mean, a guy's coming over for Tampa, then Friedman's probably going to know the goods on him. You right, know? exactly. So, what, what, um, so, you know, hey, all to it. You know, good, good for free. It's just that, you know, he had 18 bombs, which is great for a second baseman. Brian Dozier hit 42. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, Matthews is that good, but, but that's more than double. But, but Dozier can't lead off. And this, this team really did have an issue. Once Utley cooled off, they really had a problem with the leadoff. That's man. true. That's you true. Know, so it was at least Forsyth is consistent. Yes. He does crush left handed pitching, which we all know was the Dodgers' Achilles mm-hmm. heel last Both year. Both during the season and in the playoffs yeah, last year. It was just their, it Exposed. Was their huge Achilles heel. You know, I mean, uh, Gutierrez, even though he's, what, 36? You know who they picked up this offseason as well. Uh, Gutierrez did crush left-handed pitching last year, even at, even at his age. You know, so obviously they knew they had a problem, yes. and were looking to address it, just not at the expense of everything else. Did they address <laughs> it enough? 
That's the, the question. question. That, yeah. Is one hitter enough to turn around a roster? I mean, they're hoping, you know, oddly, oddly enough, Justin Turner hit worse against left-handed pitching than he did against right-handed pitching, which was odd last year. Uh, you know, being a right-handed bat, you know, I guess, you know, I think they're hoping, you know, Puig comes around and, and is able to hit right-handed pitching. I've never yeah. seen such low expectations for Yasiel Puig right now. Anything <laughs> he gives the Dodgers coming out of spring training, the chat it was, they'll take it. Yeah. I think they're getting ready for that. We talked about last year, that possible Ryan Braun, Yasiel Puig, if he, if he shows he can, he's worth the trade bait. Yeah, I mean, you, I, you I was told me it. we'd have Ryan Braun this, this I, was, <laughs> I was convinced we would. Uh, maybe Milwaukee got cold feet. I'm sure the Dodgers would have done it right now. You know, I maybe Milwaukee didn't think it was worth it. Yeah. So speaking yeah. of Justin Turner, the Dodgers made two big re-sign moves this offseason, both of which we were discussing last year. We, were, we figured it'd be one or the other. The Dodgers could either sign Kenley Jensen or they could sign Justin Turner. And in a perfect world, they would sign both. And they went ahead and did, did just that. And I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying before about the Dodgers really showing something last year and showing that they are a team that compete that isn't going to bow out. And, you know, we won't have to just hang division banners up or whatever. You know, they're a team that's like in the NLCS, gave the Dodgers a run for their money. So this team is there, and the front office sees that. So they make that foresight deal, and they bring back Turner. And, like, another third bring back was Rich Hill, yeah. which yeah. is a good, great, great bring back. And, you know, I think you look at his age and you're like a little uh, But he's a young 30. This is a guy that didn't figure out till late in his career. I see this guy pitch until he's like 43, you know, and just he has that right frame of mind, you know. He's just got to soak his finger in like, you know, yeah. pickle juice. He's got like a, f- a know? future of Jesse Orozco there. He like pitching well into his 40s. Or, 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 uh, what was his face? Uh, Jamie Moyer? Who yeah. Pitched until, yeah. I think he pitched almost till he was 50. Uh, That's crazy. So it's, I, I did like the Rich Hill signing before that reason. He doesn't have a lot of innings on his arm. Right. So it's, yeah, he's 37. He's a finesse pitcher. There's a lot of breaking balls. Yeah. You know, so it's I, I, I was happy with that. The only I was happy that they re-signed Turner. My only issue was the four years, only because he has never been healthy a full year. He's been in LA. Yeah. Yeah, he's had he's had good seasons here, but he's never actually played a full season since he's been in Los Angeles. Well, I think that's why he found the trade the free agent market was a little rough for him because I'm sure he, he thought he would sign for more for another team, but you know, teams weren't biting on him. Yeah, it's you know, and and did Kendrick wind up signing somewhere? I can't. I cannot even remember now. Uh, I want to say he's like a Philly, maybe. I want to say he's a Philly too. Yeah, yeah. That sounds. You know, Kendrick also another one who I thought actually I thought at one point they may bring him back because there was no market for him. You know, at one point, no one was biting for Howie Kendrick, and he actually had a decent season for the Dodgers, but no one was just no one was biting on it, even with his versatility. You know? yeah. Hey, and anyone yeah, out there really... on the YouTube channel, if you guys want to hit us a question, hit us up on Dodgers Route 360. We're happy to answer any questions you may have live and wherever you want to go. Yeah, they can hit us up on the YouTube live chat room, right? Yes, sir. Or they can even uh, tweet you guys yeah. during the show. we got phones and close press. <laughs> so, Kenley, five years, $80 million. Does that sound about right? Fair market value? i got to tell you, it, it, it it's almost like a steal. Because I think of, so too. Because of how scarce stud closes are out there, you know, and he's definitely this guy's a top five closer in the game. Absolutely, oh, yeah, probably top far, three, yeah. you know. And to have a guy like that, it's like, you know, if they if they went five years, a hundred million, it would have sounded like a lot. But when you look at the market, the market dictates, and those guys don't grow on trees. I mean, I'm a Red Sox fan by birth, and, you know, <laughs> true, but not tonight, you know, and I'm trying trying to masquerade, but. And we have Kimbrel, and he's probably a, he's a top ten closer. I'm scared of him, you know. He's and he's probably the seventh best closer in the game. Right. And I'm I'm scared. And like, 
it, so that just goes to show you how thin the closer closer yeah, and, uh, and it, si- it, uh, situation is. It's going, you know, sticking with the bullpen. Joe Blanton was huge for us last year. Struggled in the moments playoffs. in moments. No, but, no, well, yes, he struggled in the playoffs, but but I, outside of Kenley, probably our most consistent guy. Yeah, last he, year. he was, and you know the Kenley's Dodgers, eighty-three mile per hour fastball. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, hey, whatever it, works. No, well, I'm hoping actually this year. My hope is because I don't trust Sergio Romo for some reason. The Giants seem to know when to let people go. Usually, if the Giants kind of shed somebody. They kind of know what they're doing. It's happened in the past. Remember when they fleeced Jason Schmidt, fleeced the Dodgers. I mean, he might as well have used a gun on that three-year, forty-five million. Yeah. He pitched six games in three years for forty-five million dollars from the Dodgers. You know, they they uh, remember Aubrey Huff had that monster season when they won the World Series one year. Then he was nothing, and they let him go, and he was terrible after. They seem to kind of know when to cut the cord, unless the guy's name is Matt Cain. <laughs> yeah, you got to be encouraged. I mean, they're they're rolling that dude out there as their fifth starter. This is he going to be the fifth that starter? That guy is me. Are you kidding me? This is another reason to be encouraged if you're a Dodgers fan, and especially with like the Giants, and you hear all the quips from the Giants fans, like even yeah, we'll be there. Uh, taste it, even yeah, you weren't there. Okay, no World Series. Guess what? Windows closing. Okay, a window which started with Tim Lincecum and Matt King going to be a one-two punch for like the next ten years. Guess what? Both those guys out of be. Linscombe is, Matt Cain should be. Actually, let the Dodgers get a couple starts off him before you retire him because he's garbage. Well, hopefully Sergio Romo has still some, some things left in the tank. And as a Dodger fan, I, I just hated him for so long. Uh, but I started watching the backstage Dodgers this past season. He's from L.A. His family is here, and he wants to be a Dodger so bad. So I'm starting to creep a little bit on that Sergio Romo train. I mean, it sounds like Eric Chavez 2.0. <laughs> his career ERA is 2.54 or 2.57, something somewhere in that range. So, yeah, I mean, it's just I it worries me. Um, I'm actually hoping Alex Wood uh, might play that Joe Blanton-type role this year. Not a hard thrower like Blanton, but when he's on, has wicked stuff. You know, I, as long I, as he's not starting, as long as he's not starting the I, game, I think I think he's going to wind up getting. I, you he, know, he's going to get an opportunity. To start. Yeah, I hope he has spot, spot a spot starter when someone goes down or yeah. someone's struggling. But he, I mean, as it stands right now, the Dodgers have Ryu and McAfee <laughs> yes. in the starting lineup. Right? Well, let, let me listen. Let me let, let, this you're, the big, right you're, the, you're the big Ryu fan. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you over <laughs> under twenty starts. Ryu. Oh no, I don't. I don't know. Will he get over or under? What do you think? I think he'll, I think he'll get under. His his. Coming into spring training, the Dodgers were making a big deal about him hitting 85 on the radar gun. <laughs> and he was throwing, he was throwing, 90, he was throwing 92 when he was healthy, which which is why he was effective. Because it's yeah, when you think 92, it's not that fast, but when you mix it in, that he was throwing 70 mile an hour curves and yeah. like that, it, it's that's a huge drop off, and it, it made that's what made him such an effective. Not pitcher. a bad bat either. No, actually, not a bad. He could easily fit it, filled it in like that. He's, 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 no mad, he's, he's no mad bum, but no, he's yeah. not. <laughs> two two home runs today. Yeah. Shout out to Madison Bob Gardner. In a, in a losing effort, which yeah. is nice. We're giving yes. shout outs to the Mad Bomb on this talk show. Is that how it is? If, you're, if you hit two home runs, I'll give you a shout out. Yeah. Do you want to tell the people your Twitter handle again for that one? <laughs> Where should they send the Punch underscore marks. Yeah. Tweet me. Yeah. <laughs> so, as it stands now, uh, Clayton Kershaw's on the hill tomorrow, followed by uh, Kenta Maeda, Rich Hill, Brandon McCarthy, and he's on Ryu. Not exactly a lineup that uh, screams terror to opposing hitters right here. Oh, Re- McCarthy's before Ryu? No, Ryu's, uh, Ryu's before Ryu, McCarthy. Ryu's going to get the... I think, I think they're still deciding that, but last oh. I heard, Roberts wanted Ryu in that fifth spot. According to ESPN, we got Ryu going fourth. Okay. So, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But this 
Not exactly a starting rotation that, that strikes fear to the opposing hitters. I like that Kershaw League. guy. I like him too. I like him too. What, how many wins can we pencil him in for this year? Twenty-two. Same as really? hit the over under of stats for you is the number of wins for Kershaw. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I, I'd be high. I think you can get anything from eighteen to twenty wins. It'd be solid year. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it, that's just what he does. So, yeah. you know, he'll be he'll be in the talk for Cy Young again, unless someone you know breaks out like Hendricks did last year. Uh, I mean, you'd you'd expect at some point Kershaw regressing, but he always picks up new pitches. I think he know you know he, you don't want to do the Justin Verlander route where you were stunk for three years because you lost your fastball and couldn't throw another pitch. Right. And now that he's throwing other pitches, you know, Verlander's good again. But it's... <laughs> Would you call that the marrying a supermodel effect? Or uh, it could be. <laughs> they have a calming effect? They bring back your fastball? <laughs> Maybe. It's, but, you know, it's, it's nice to see that he's always constantly evolving and working at his pitches. You know, so you don't expect, you know... I mean, I'm sure at some point he's going to be a Glavin-esque pitcher. When he loses, you know, a little bit of oomph on that. Well, that's, that's, that's a mark. Of, that's a mark of a great pitcher. Someone who loses comes into the league throwing 95, 96, and then over time, like it just drops. 92, 93, you go rely on your offseason pitches and rely on your finesse and working batters and working into the game. So that's another reason I'm excited about having Rich Hill in the fold for another like a whole season and a whole spring training and stuff because I think Kershaw can actually learn a lot from a guy like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, Kershaw's has nothing to success from day one. So to give a little perspective on a guy that's really had a battle for it is really not kind of finding that success until his mid-30s. And a guy kind of had to reinvent himself. Yeah, and a guy who, I mean, his curves and off-speed and change-ups are just so wicked. Huh. That curveball, that is a true 12-6 curveball. Yeah, I mean, that's, that covers your head and just drops down. It takes a big blister to get that spin. It, it does, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I think I actually think he'll... Um, Maeda broke down at the end of last year, so... He was the only Dodger pitcher to not get hurt last year. I know, but, so but, he, but he really did break... He was he did break down at the end of the year. He, he did. He was tired. You, you can know, just tell. He, he was done. Uh, so I am curious to see actually how they bring him along this year. Yeah. Because like, I'm hoping another year removed from like the Japanese way, which was kind of like they pitch every sixth day instead yeah. of every fifth day, right? So it, hopefully he's that much better because it was... To the point where, once he got past that sixth inning, guys were hitting him. Yeah, yeah. he couldn't yes. go through the lineup really that third time. Yeah, the third he time, start yeah. getting hit. But give me six innings every time. Yeah, quality start. I'll, I'll take it. Hand the ball over Pedro Baez, right? Overall, for don't, don't get me started. I'm so glad that guy's on the DL. I don't know why he's still on the I team. I mean, we tased him so much last year. <laughs> you know, I've just been laying base. I was looking at his stats. His stats are pretty good. You know what? They're he's lying. Around, he's three around three. He's got a whip around one. But he just, you know, when the the, the moment was, he he could not step up in the moment. No. He shrunk. Like, uh, you remember those old, you remember you used to get those sponge things as a kid that would blow up, and then when it dried out, it shrunk back to normal? That was the, well, that was him. I think we called those uh, Shrinky Pedro Baezas. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on down to lineup. Brand, Brandon McCarthy. <laughs> Any expectations for him this year? I mean, he's been on the team, what, this is his third year on the team, second year on the team? He hasn't been in the lineup. He just hasn't played. He, I, agreed with, I agreed with you that when he pitched those four starts that were good, we should have tried to move him. Yeah, like before he broke down, which he did again. Yeah, you know it's a shame too because he's from I believe he's from Glendale. 
Yeah. Great Twitter handle, by the way. He's yeah. hilarious. Actually, yeah, he's he, hilarious. He, he is a great tweeter. But you know, he's all the time on the he's, you know all the time at the DL. You, you, you have a lot to think about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could come up with witty quips. You know, when you spend all that time on the DL. Why? What's so. his handle? What's his? Are you saying just he's a good Twitter? Yeah, I've seen uh, his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, good, his handle is, I don't remember. I do follow him, but he's uh, he's a good tweeter though. He is. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a tweeter. I, I'll give him that. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah. I mean, I, if we get again, what's his? You'll over- give him that. Like we give him that mid August when he's got like an ERA in the mid sixties. Yeah, because actually he is kind of amusing. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a what's his over under? Oh man. Guy hasn't pitched a full season in what five years? I think I'd Is be happy. I'd now? be happy with ten wins this year. <laughs> it's going to be even even sadder when you look up and you know at the All Star break and Jarrell Cotton's got like double digit wins. <laughs> in the ERA, ERA in the low threes. Uh. So moving out of the rotation into the starting lineup. So the rotation is looking a little iffy, but the starting lineup, lineup. Oh my god! Let me let me read you a couple names here of the projected lineup for tomorrow. Woo-hoo. Logan Forsyth leading off. Corey Seager. Stud. Justin Turner. Stud. Adrian Gonzalez. Former stud. <laughs> Yasmani Grandal. Pretty good. He's going to regress badly this year. Oh. <laughs> uh, don't say that. He's not going to hit 27 But he's great again. at framing balls. <laughs> he has gotten a lot better at that. I will give you that. But he, but can't, you, 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 you he can't, can't throw anybody out at second, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. That's, that can't be the first thing that comes to mind with your five-hole hitter. Yeah. Yeah. Five-hole hitter is great at framing pitches. So how do you feel about Yasiel in the starting lineup? I mean, see how it goes. <laughs> I mean, the, the outfield is such a crapshoot that you have no choice but to give him an opportunity. And his, high, his ceiling is so high. I mean, we've seen what this guy can do. He just hasn't made the adjustment. I think, you know, he kind of matured a little bit with that smackdown last year going down to Oklahoma City. So hopefully that can turn into something this year. But you, you know you were going to get pennies on the dollar for him if you dealt him. I think it's a smart move to keep him around. The trouble is, is I watched some of him in spring training. His swing is just so mechanical. I don't know if it's because he's so muscular yeah. that it's so mechanical. It just, it's not smooth. It, it reeks of. I don't know exactly what I'm doing. Like you know, I, I was reading how it's not a good reek. Yeah, it's not it, a good whiff. I, I was reeking. Uh, reeking. I was reading how uh, uh, Ortiz was talking that Mookie Betts just kind of goes out there and he plays. He doesn't really think about. Certain pitches, he just, you know, he doesn't, he's, because he's young, so he just kind of goes out there and he just plays. See ball, hit ball. Yeah. He's got the fastest hands in the, the business. So, so I feel like, I feel like, uh, you know, they, they tried so hard to get Puig to do this and Puig to do that that they really just took away what he did good, well. Yeah. And, you know, he, maybe we just, maybe he'll show better results again if he, they just let him kind of free swing. Yeah. Just stop messing with his head. Just kind of let the guy go out there and play. Maybe we'll let see the wild we'll, horse run. Yeah, yes. just let us see, let's you know see what happens for reals. It's uh, I I was hoping they do that. I mean, it, you know, I, Dave Roberts, you know, at the beginning of spring training, the whole time was just like, yeah, he's going to be our everyday right fielder, everyday right fielder. And then all of a sudden, like a week ago, he changed that tune a little bit, and he's kind of like, well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens. And it, it's, I mean, how many outfielders are on this roster? So many. Uh, well, you let's know? see. Well, then I'm hearing stuff like maybe Tolls wasn't going to make it. He made the roster. He made the right? team. He's actually in the starting lineup for tomorrow. Good. Yeah, Tolls. Uh, Tolls is well. Ethier's. We hurt. already got a lineup for tomorrow. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, Ethier's projected. We'll project. Project, yeah, Ethier's hurt. But he'll be back. When he comes back, I'm sure he'll be on the big league team. They only Trace Thompson got sent down mostly because they need to get him reps to make sure the back's okay. Because that took a long time to heal. 
his back issue, I guess, was pretty bad. And this is the time uh, of the year where it's like, if you got options, there's a chance you're yeah. going down. I mean, yeah. Segedin was destroying the ball in spring training. Uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure this. You know, we saw the way Friedman did it last year. I'm sure we'll see it this year. We're going to see a lot of up and down. Yeah. And I, I, you know, the Dodgers had 15 starting pitchers last year. I wouldn't be shocked if it came close again. And you also have a little bit more maneuverability this year with the uh, the addition of the 10-day DL as opposed yeah. to the 15-day yeah. DL. Yes. So you can kind of hide those guys with, like, mysterious shoulder ailment <laughs> when you don't want to, like, you know, put a guy down or you want to free up a roster spot for well, an extra bat. The Dodgers actually set the record for guys going to the DL last year. I think it was around 25 or 26. I think it's safe to assume that that won't happen again this year, and if it does, then they need, might need to look into getting uh, a new trainer. <laughs> I don't know if I share your optimism <laughs> in that. I think it's going to be much of the same. I mean, when you try, rely on these, like, retreads for the depth in your... Uh, yeah, like, in, in like, your, like Gutierrez, who's 36, you know, <laughs> Like, you know, like Ethier, who can't seem to stay healthy now anymore. And yet still know. is one of the highest paid players in the roster. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, They couldn't really make that big a splash. I mean, they their biggest, you know, thing was bringing back the guys that were yeah. you know, already in the fold. And, and you don't want to, you know, you don't, they have so much young talent still. You don't want to overpay. Uh, it's, uh, exactly. It, it's just, you don't, you know. You, you got to face facts. Ethier's gone. Ethier for sure is gone after this year. We think Gonzalez is. At latest, Gonzalez is gone after next year. You know, uh, Utley will probably eventually retire. Maybe we'll yeah. see. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see a little bit of Bellinger before we get rid. You'll of, see so you him. Don't You'll just see give him the keys to the castle. No, I think I do think because he can play left field too. Okay. So I think we will see Bellinger up. I think uh, we'll see. I think you know, second it'll come up. You know, we'll get all those guys uh, kind of moving up and down. You know, uh, well, it's. Uh, I I actually was hoping Chris Taylor would make the team over Kike Hernandez because I have really soured on him. He did not look good in the spring. He he bleached his hair. He's looking like Eminem. He missed yeah. half a spring training to play with the Port- team Puerto Rico in the and, the he, and he didn't look good in either one. Uh, I guess they're just holding out hope that he's going to start hitting lefties like he did in uh, 2015, as opposed to the way he did. He hit him in. <laughs> 2016, which was not hitting them. Yeah, not well, like the rest of the roster. (laughs) Well, I mean, they keep saying, well, it's his versatility. I mean, okay, yeah, he can play all these positions, but he doesn't play any of them particularly well. Right, right. He can physically play them, but it's not like he's a stud defensively at any of them. Whereas I think Taylor is a really good shortstop, second base, third baseman. I think he can play those positions. And Taylor was hitting the cover off the ball in. In spring training, so that could be a situation where you know there's a short leash. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Yeah. You know, I mean, it seems like they've given him enough chances, and you know, if he doesn't turn it around in the early part of this season, I mean, June one, if he's hitting, you know, buck seventy five, I mean, yeah, it's I think, time to move on. I think you got to send him down. You bring yeah. up Chris Taylor, you yeah. know, and I mean, and I, I, I don't think we'll see by go- June one. I mean, May twentieth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think we'll see, you know, Willie Calhoun or anyone like that uh, this year. It seems like they, they don't want to rush him. <laughs> yeah. You know? Get him reps. Let him get reps. Because I was almost of the ilk, like, man, if they had someone who could bat in the leadoff spot and you could bury Calhoun in, like, the eighth spot, throw him in there. He could play defense at this level, and then we'd still have De Leon. But... I'm excited. I'm, you guys are warming me up to Foresight. <laughs> You're warming me up to Foresight. So just going back to the roster. So we have Yasso Puig, followed by Jock Peterson, and then Andrew Tolles. Big year for Jock Peterson. I, I agree. I, I actually agree, too. I, he, 
everyone, oh, you know, he hit well, he hit two twenty with the, the first year, and then he, but he, last year he hit two forty five. He improved by over twenty points. Well, there and, you go. And yeah, still playing gold gold yeah. club caliber center field, like still good OPS because he walks a lot still. You know, still uh, has that long swing, yeah. but you know, I mean, like that's that's a give and take. We're going to get with someone like him. All right, let me give you a little couple Jock Peterson over unders. Okay, okay, over under twenty seven home runs. I'm going to say over. Over. I'm going to go over, too. All right. Okay. I, I like think it. I like it. All right. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't inflate that. <laughs> now, uh, over under 263 batting average. <sighs> I might say under. I think he gets up in the 250s this year, but I think he's not He's not quite a singles-doubles kind of hitter yet. Mm-hmm. Not quite. He showed actually a little bit he of it last be. year. He's he should be. He's fast enough yeah. where he should be a gap hitter. You uh, know? He should be. He just... He's he's it's taking him a while, but I think he's learning more and more discipline as he goes along. By the way, I at the dog park by my house a lot in Silver Lake. Just so if anyone ever wants to find him, he's there a lot. Really? <laughs> yeah. He lives in the hood. This, this I don't know if he year. lives. I don't. I think he lives in Glendale oh. or in Pasadena, South Pass, with in that house with everybody else. But they used uh, to be Los Feliz. I think they were on Los, Los Feliz. Yeah, but it's the it's it's a trendy, popular dog park. Yeah. So I know he's there quite often. Yeah, it's like <laughs> basketball down there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> just, just if anyone wants to find him, you can. <laughs> way, to, way to out him. Yeah. Uh, hey, Corey Seager goes to Shake Shack in Glendale a lot. Just <laughs> if anyone else wants to. No, uh, Do you have like a Dodger GPS tracker? I don't know, right? He's going to start <laughs> Actually, handing out star maps for Dodgers. It, it's a, a buddy yeah. of mine that I bowl with. Uh, former former ball player plays played a little college ball. Uh, for some reason, knows where all these guys hang out. Wow. <laughs> now that you brought up bowling, uh, just an interesting throw out there. Who's the best bowler? In the major leagues, is this something you actually know? Yep. Is he, is he a Dodger? Nope. Is he a Red Sox? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it's someone like Rick Porcello. It's Mookie Betts. Dude. Oh, this- <laughs> the, guy's, the guy's got like seven or eight perfect games. Well, actually, no, I career. read that. I read that somewhere. <laughs> dude, he's, and he's, got, he's got the quickest hands in uh, baseball. He does. If I have a kid. That is ten years old. I'm having a bowl because <laughs> his wrists are going to get quick for baseball. So just going going back to this roster real quick. I as far have, as I know, I don't. <laughs> I have high expectations for Andrew Tolles. I know he hasn't had a full year under his belt, but what this kid showed, and, and yeah, he had a couple ga or huge gaff in the playoffs last year, and it was that game four when he dropped that misjudged that ball. But he seemed to be the only guy who hit left-handed pitching who was a left-handed hitter himself. Kind of a low-key guy under the radar, but if he gets enough at bats, I could see him potentially being a 30-30 guy one day. That being 30 stolen bases, 30 doubles, something like something oh, in that okay. range. That's a high. Thank, I know that's, again, for, that has to go. That's, that's a new. That's a new term. That is a new term. I know. I kind of <laughs> bended the one on that. I bent a little bit on that one. But he's like, got what? this. He's got speed. He shows he can. Hey, he's got a little power. He hit that huge grand slam against the Rockies last year that really propelled us to end of the year. Yeah. I I really think good things. He could be the uh, the Kurt Warner of Major League Baseball. <laughs> that being. This time last year, he was stocking groceries in Peachtree, Georgia. Peachtree City, Georgia, wherever that may be. Uh, shout out to Georgia. And so, <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> two so, years ago, yeah. Two years ago, okay. So I, uh, last I, year, he was raking for us, baby. <laughs> but yeah, I hear you. I hear I, I, I share your optimism. I mean, not to mention, he's like uh, the fastest guy on our team. Yeah, you know? we haven't got, had, had a guy this fast since uh, D. Gordon. You're so. right. You're right. Hopefully, he stays off the drugs. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the performance enhancing kind. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Any of the legal ones. So looking looking at the rest of the roster, I was actually really happy to see Chase Utley come back. You know, I, to me, a big deal is a veteran presence, a veteran like leadership in the locker room, and 
The guy showed he's still very much a contact hitter like he has been his entire career. Wait, is he back? Yeah, he's back. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's back. Play a coach? (laughs) In pinch hitting situations, I can really see him kind of dive into the old Dave Hansen role. I just kind of, yeah, that was a throwback for you. Wow, wow. Just uh, really kind of. Mickey Hatcher? Yeah. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, going a little further back. (laughs) You know, you can really kind of see him, like, with that veteran presence and really coming up with key hits. And, like, you know, obviously you don't want him starting a lot of games. If you see him in the lineup a lot, that's trouble. But you could see him as a spot starter given given guys days off and really, really bringing it. Yeah, and, like, Forsyth is a guy that's, you know, had is known for kind of having versatility, too. So, you know, if you have a guy like Utley that can spell him at second base for, you know, 50 games and Forsyth, you know, matchup willing, you can kind of shift him into the outfield or something like that to put in a a better lineup against the lefty or something. Okay. Because they're going to have to get creative against the lefties unless someone starts hitting them that hasn't before. So, Dave Roberts, manager of the year, first year as a, first year as a head coach. What are, what are our expectations for second year? I, I think he's just going to keep doing what he was doing. I mean, um, some of the pitching stuff got a little overwhelming. I'm not a big fan of, like, like what Bochy did in that playoff game against the Cubs, bringing in five pitchers in that inning. They couldn't close it out. You know, Roberts... I feel like could fall victim to that because he does like to flip it a lot. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping he kind of lays off a little during the season, let guys pitch a little bit, but come playoffs where there's no tomorrow, then maybe start kind of doing that a little bit more. I, yeah, I, I mean, that seemed like that was a byproduct of having a bullpen where you don't trust anybody. Yeah, That's kind of <laughs> what the Giants had last year. And knock wood, hopefully they have that again this year because Mark Melanson – you know, and this is another product of what we were talking about before about having it be such a thin closers market yeah. that that guy gets the contract he got. Yeah, four yeah. years, sixty-two million, and the Giants don't normally pay for for that. You know that stuff. So I mean, that was could, like a panic button. Yeah, move that was right that was it. And I thought Sergio Romo was not a panic move by the Dodgers. I thought it was. It's something they've been doing since Freeman got here. When they took Chris Perez and they took Chris Hatcher and they took these Brian guys, Wilson. Brian Wilson, but bringing in former closers. Uh, you know, to basically be the setup man. You know, the trouble is bullpens are so volatile these days. One year they're good, the next year they're terrible. Or right? they're good for half a season. Yeah. And they just shit the bed the second half so, of the season. So. Luckily, having Kenley back makes a big difference, I think, because, like you said, he's a top three closer in the league. You know, so at least you have that steady rock at the end. It's just a question of finding that guy who can, you know, those guys in the middle. And I actually, I'm hoping for big things from, from uh, Grant Dayton. Yeah. I liked what he showed last year. Um, nice left-handed arm coming out of the pen. He's got another one, big curve. You know, he's got a lot of movement on his ball. He was a rookie. You know, and there was spots where he struggled, but I think his ERA was still at 205, I think, last year, in about, what, 40, 40 50 appearances. Uh, I'm actually expecting him to actually be good. I was shocked they kept Avalon on the team and sent down Libertor. Because until he got well, hurt, Libertor was going up. Yeah, until he got hurt, Libertor was right. Was, he was, killing was, it. was killing it until yeah. he got hurt. He was like for two thirds of the season their best lefty out of the pen. He was, and I, I was kind of shocked because I'm not an Avalon fan. I don't particularly think he's good. Yeah. I'm hoping, <laughs> Day- you know, I'm hoping. Tell Day- us how you really feel. <laughs> I'm hoping Dayton's the first lefty out of the pen versus or Wood rather than Avalon. 
Right. That's kind of my hope. Uh, I'm hoping we don't use Chris Hatcher at all, but that's probably, that's probably wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Tays um, on Chris. <laughs> well, Chris is, is with no bias. Hatcher's my new, uh, you know. Gotcha. The the guy I'm just going to pound on for a while. <laughs> Wait. We still got bias, right? He's hurt right now. Oh, he's hurt. <laughs> so looking looking at the NOS, do we see any teams like possible besides the Giants? Do you see any teams giving the Dodgers possible possible trouble? I, I got to tell you, I, and I alluded to this before. I think the window on the Giants is closing. I mean, I think you, that you know they're kind of pretty solid at the front end of their rotation. Obviously, Mad Bomb and Cueto's good, and even Zmarja has kind of shown but that me a bullpen little bit is more. Still... But the bullpen is still suspect, and if they're relying on Kane at the back end of that bullpen, and they also, like, the kid that would probably go with over Kane is their only lefty right now in their bullpen, so uh, that's a problem. I mean, <laughs> one thing that scares me is, like, Joe Panic is back healthy, and I think he's going to have a big year for them, but I, I think the, the mystique is gone on them, and I think the Cardinals, another kind of mainstay in the, the playoffs the past five or six years or ten years, they're another team that's kind of losing their shine a little bit. They had a big injury with Reyes. Yeah. I think a team that's going to... I'd like the Dodgers to win the division again for the fifth straight year, and the team that I think is going to finish second? Rockies. The Rockies. Arizona Diamondbacks. You think they're Diamondbacks? Oh. It depends on if Corbin and Miller can pitch. It, much like <laughs> the effect Dave Roberts had last year with the Dodgers, similar effect going to be having by uh, Tori Lovello. Okay. Although I'm, I am convinced that uh, Swanson's going to be Rookie of the Year for the Braves. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Of that. I'm not convinced of that Freddie Freeman might be in the MVP race, but I'm not convinced on Dodgers wants to. Actually, this is a this is no joke. With the protection he has in the lineup, I think Matt Kemp's going to hit 35 to 40 home runs this year. I'm not kidding. It could be interesting. <laughs> He'll hit 260 again, but I think he's going to actually knock that many home runs. But yeah, he did end up with like almost 30 last year, yeah, right? So he did, it's pretty so. crazy. But uh, I do think I think the Dodgers will win ninety two games. Ninety two. That's my. How do we feel? How do we feel about you? Uh, I see them in 90, 92, 93 games. Okay. I can see that. But how do we feel about the World Series aspirations? Uh, the Cubs are mighty good, mighty good again. I think the Cubs are going to show a little bit of kinks in the armor. Uh, it's so hard to repeat. It's so hard to repeat. You know? And they have such a young nucleus that I just think it's impossible for them not to have that World Series hangover. Yeah. So I, I think they're going to definitely be in the playoffs, but Dodgers, Dodgers Red Sox. have a chance. That's what I think. Dodgers, Dodgers Red Sox? Dodgers, All Red right. Sox. I like where you're in mind at. <laughs> well, thank you, Josh. You heard it here first. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Dodgers Route 360. Day one tomorrow at the Ravine, opening day. Yeah. Thank you, Hunter. Thank you. All right, guys. Go Dodgers. Should they tune in for uh, next next Wednesday? I mean, next Sunday? Next Sunday, tune us in, 9 o'clock, Dodgers Drop 360, or hit us up on the YouTube channel. Tell us a tweet. Josh, where can they reach you on your social media again? You can reach me at Gersh13. I love it. Thanks, guys. Go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. <laughs>